The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent, including Olas Media. Olas Media. Attacking the podcast world. And based on the true legendary cult classic, Olas Media presents... Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Did somebody mention biscuits? Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. They'll beat you, bash you, squish you, bash you, chew you up or run. How bad is it? Also, I definitely don't feel flying yet. I'm not talking about that, you wiener. What about the tomatoes? Hey there, tomato aficionados and lovers of all things quirky. Welcome back to the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes podcast. Today's episode promises a special treat with guest Steve Lundquist, the iconic Igor from Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Here to provide a whirlwind of nostalgia, laughter, and juicy behind-the-scenes stories is your host, Costa Dillon. Hi, this is Costa Dillon with another edition of the Killer Tomato Podcast, and I am excited to be talking to Steve Lundquist, who was one of the Academy Award-winning actors we had in uh, our films. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of waiting for mine in the mail right now. Yeah, well, it was the uh, it were, we're the only people to know that they gave out Academy Awards to the limousine drivers, so it's a uh, Obscure category. <laughs> <laughs> Garbage truck. So Steve Lundquist, for um, fans of The Killer Tomatoes, know he played Igor in the second, third, and fourth films, uh, Return of the Killer Tomatoes, Killer Tomatoes Strike Back, and Killer Tomatoes Eat France. Uh, he came to us from uh, being a gold medal Olympic swimmer. And so that's my first question, Steve, is how in the heck did Killer Tomatoes manage to get you? <laughs> you poor guys uh I, I just enjoyed it i got a call from my agent said uh show up on time know your lines and be done i said absolutely sounds like fun and it was fun right <laughs> we had a great time we had a blast the now, uh yeah the only difference is, is Clooney's career took off a little bit better than mine did it you know I, i've lost track of him so um not sure where he is these days <laughs> What what was your first day on set? Because I don't remember. I don't remember either. My goodness, that was a uh, that was quite a while ago. It was a lifetime ago for both of us. It really was. We both had hair. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I saw I saw a uh, commercial on TV for a product that says uh, start your hair growth journey, and I thought, well, my hair started a journey. It left without me. I don't know where it went. It didn't it didn't tell me where it is. <laughs> So <laughs> please inform me. That's right. <laughs> if I wanted to keep my hair, I would have carried the paper bag. I, with I did me. a commercial. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I, I did a commercial for Vidal Sassoon. Oh, you did. And, uh, and, and so my wife now says we need to sue them because you, you don't have hair anymore. And it was because yeah, of that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which product was that? <laughs> the hair be gone. <laughs> So soon, D, I think. All right. So, so you, um, you know, I talked to, I talked to, um, John Aston uh, every once in a while now, and um, I had him on the podcast a uh, few weeks ago. But yeah, since you were, you know, his character uh, sidekick there, uh, what, 
What memories do you have of working with John? He was always so animated and I, and I loved it because, you know, and then when he looks at you, he gives that one look, you're like, oh my God, I'm in trouble. And then other times he looks at you, you go, I'm going to crack you up just because I can. <laughs> he's still that way. I tell you, he's 93, I can't think, uh, 94 or something. And he's still sharp as a tack. It's amazing uh, how how sharp he is. Unbelievable. This day. I, I want to be that way <laughs> that age. So what? Yeah, listen uh, so what have you, what tell me about what you what you uh, been doing since Killer Tomatoes? Uh, I that was the pinnacle of my life, and uh, so I've just sat around since then. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all downhill from there. Wait for those royalty checks to pour in, right? <laughs> it's funny you say that. I got a royalty check, no joke, for one penny. One penny. All right, and, it cost more to print the thing than it did yeah, uh, to give it to you, right? But, that's yeah, I've gotten some framed. forty-two cent right. one. Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> right. That's it. You don't, I was don't... talking with a friend of mine. Go ahead. That uh, produced Avatar and Titanic. He and his wife, and and she's she's an actress, and she gets these small checks as well. And we're like, why do they send them out? Help out, help out the actors, Screen Actors Guild with that money, and it, eventually all that'll add up. But that one penny you sent to me that cost about two fifty to process, just make sure it's under twenty dollars or something. Give it to somebody. What are we gonna do with well, it? Well, I I don't cash it just to mess with the uh, Fox accountants so they can't balance their books. <laughs> 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 We're missing a penny somewhere. Where is it? <laughs> Where is it? It went to Costa and Steve. That's right. <laughs> they and they didn't cash it. They really. So, so so did you? So did you join the strike? Uh, I actually, they uh, when I, you know, I go to Comic Con every year because we get the professional badge, and they were they were the union was demonstrating out in front of Comic Con. I said, "Hey, what the heck? I can I can get a free T shirt and <laughs> and uh, help the strike." So I went over and uh, they gave me a free T shirt. Walked around with a sign for a little bit and. Uh, um, I was happy. The union was happy. Uh, did our thing. Well, and you got your steps in for the day. I got, I got my steps in for the day. Exactly. Yeah, I <laughs> I wasn't quite uh, as uh, colorful as some of the other uh, people out there who got their photos taken. <laughs> I was in the, um, the they separated <laughs> us, you know, colorful group, boring group. And I was in the boring group, so didn't get to be in the. The boring oh, group. So you know, it's funny. Uh, you, you you speak of T-shirts, and I'm wearing a T-shirt uh -huh. that uh, a group is called Georgia Organics. Oh, I, I don't know, know what they do. I think they do organic food. Yeah, and they do a thing called the Killer uh, Killer Tomatoes Festival, and it's anything anything tomato wise. Yep. Yes, I've been to that <laughs> festival. I have been there. Have you really? Yes, come indeed. Come to Atlanta and not said hello to me. I didn't know how to get a hold of you. If I do it again, I definitely will. Uh, yeah, because we license them. Well, I hope you do now. Yeah, because Killer Tomatoes is uh, licensed, so we license them um, to use the name. Nice. And, it's a fun uh, festival here in Atlanta. Oh, it's it's great. I haven't been I've, I've been there in five years, but if I go again, I'll definitely let you know. Because uh, I didn't know where you were. Please do. Um, so you're in Georgia. Are you in Atlanta? 
I'm outside of Atlanta, about 20 minutes south of Atlanta, close to the airport. Is that, I know you, you went to high school in Georgia, right? I did. Is that near I there? I live on the same lake I grew up on. No kidding. How about that? Yep. Did you learn yeah. to swim in that lake or did you use swimming pools? I learned how to swim in this lake and then join a swim club. But then I, our summer training, we do probably a good two hours in the lake as well. Oh, so you're probably too far north for alligators there, huh? I hope we're too far north. Well, I, I, I just wondered how you learned to swim fast. You know, <laughs> I thought maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe there are alligators in that lake. It's a, you know, great Olympic training. <laughs> swim faster. <laughs> swim or die. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so, so, <laughs> so tell me, tell me, um, yeah, go ahead and tell me something you remember about whichever of the films. It doesn't matter. Tell me a story that the listeners would be interested I remember, in. You know, I, I remember so so little because I'm so old now. Um, I, I remember some of the, the bit players that came on were so unbelievably talented, and it was fun to watch them. And I've seen a lot of those guys in commercials now and everything else over the years, and they're just there's a lot of them just hilarious. I don't know how you found all those guys, but they were hilarious. And and so you were in awe watching the other people act. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I was in awe of watching anybody who could act. And I wasn't <laughs> one of those. I, and, you know, I would I, beg to differ. <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, well, you know, go ahead. The small world story that I have about that is one of my best friends who I basically raised and he actually turned out OK. Uh, he started dating this girl and her sister was in one of the movies. Oh, wow. I, I, I've met at least um, 30,000 people in San Diego who claim to have been in one of the movies. <laughs> I don't think we have that many people. <laughs> it's, it's like all the people at Woodstock. Everybody in San Diego was in Killer Tomatoes. The, yeah, the, uh, my, uh, my daughter, um, was in, she was in college, was... Uh, um, participating in a conversation with a bunch of other girls and they all started discussing the movie and my daughter is sitting there going, Oh, my dad wrote that movie. Went, what? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a odd how those things happen. I don't think they believed her. So, uh, so there, well, you know, can I, uh, that happens. you also have, um, you also got to be fortunate to be made into a cartoon character on the cartoon show. Uh, and, uh, um, I'm assuming that you, uh, you I have those that. toys. Do you have your action figure? I, I don't have any of that. You somebody don't have called, any of those? Oh no. Somebody called was doing. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody called and was like doing, uh, uh, the killer tomatoes and they were talking about everybody and everybody reconvicted and all that. And, and, uh, so I interviewed him and then he, he sent me pictures of some of the toys uh, he sent me, you know, I haven't seen the cartoon yet, but I just, I think it's, I think it's hilarious. You are. It's a, it's a little action figure of you in your blue shorts and, uh, white socks and, 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 uh, was figured quite prominently in the cartoon. Uh, so it, the, um, uh, you and Steve Peace are the action figures in the car, in the, uh, in the cartoon packs there. So yeah, you know, not everybody gets made into a cartoon, uh, uh, 
uh, or gets made into a, an action figure. Some of us are a cartoon daily, but <laughs> not, not an action cartoon. I, you know, I was cleaning out. I was cleaning out a storage unit. We just moved last year, just right on the other side of the lake, and uh, and I had kept. Remember when we were doing the, it was the sponsorship and all the shoes and all that and the high top shoes that I had. I think there were some Nikes. Yeah, I kept those. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. For those of you who haven't seen it, and if you haven't seen it, go out and buy a copy. The um, uh, the the part yeah, of we the, both need another penny. That's right. One of the jokes in the in the show is that uh, we go from a generic. Uh, products to uh, name brand products. And uh, we weren't a big enough name for anybody to pay to be in the film. So the best I could arrange was free stuff. So we had free Moosehead beer. <laughs> we had free candy bars and uh, uh, a, f a few other things, including some free shoes, which we probably got from, you know, um, pay less shoes rather than Nike directly. <laughs> <laughs> You know. We were we weren't quite on their radar. No, for that. we weren't quite on their radar. It's, we we got you know because I can remember the guy at um, Moosehead said, "Well, we're not going to pay anything, but we'll give you some beer." Okay, <laughs> close enough. We'll take it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then and then you and I got to go to me. well, you and I got to go to France. Um, we 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 that was fun. That was fun. And and what do you remember about filming in in France? Well, I remember uh, two things, one of which was I'm going around the Arc de Triomphe thinking, who's ever done this with a guy with a whip on another Citroën? And they closed off the Arc around that, that whole big area. Five-star movies don't do that. And somehow we had the connection to almost shut that place down and do a scene. They they did tell me that, and then and it was rare. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it's rare. And then the other one was um, we were filming. I, I think we pointed a sign and said "Rue de Rude" or something like that. "Rue Rude" because of the French being rude, right? Yes. Uh, and some guy, I'm sitting in the Citroen with my black wig, and I look like Howard Stern. The guy comes up, my windows down, comes up and spits on me. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck did I do? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we. I didn't know my acting was that bad. Yeah, that's right. And reach France, yeah, yeah. We saw that sign, Rue Rude, and then we quickly improvised the scene where the people come up and slap you, <laughs> and you say, you know, tough neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, and we we made that up on the spot because we saw the sign on the wall, and uh, you 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 did great. <laughs> Yeah, I remember uh, we yeah sitting around in the motorhome and stuff between scenes, and how surreal it was uh, to even be there in France with Miss Universe, of course, of all of all people, for heaven's sakes. Uh, I'm still not sure how that uh, that worked out. Um, I uh, I talked to Mark Price a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know, I got to kiss Miss Universe, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And I was just thinking, well, I didn't get to do that. And, and I wrote the film. <laughs> Good You're the producer. That's right. <laughs> so, so yeah, what I, you know, I remember, um, you know, because we, we, that's the, the, uh, the one time we did work in your, your uh, swimming 
uh, ability. So we had you uh, uh, swimming in that film. But otherwise, uh, uh, I don't think your swimming really, uh, really had a huge effect on any of the roles you played that I can remember. Did you, were you channeling your ability to be a championship swimmer into your acting? That, that's what I could have gotten free would be a bathing suit. But how am I going to hand that out to the cast and crew? Here's a free bathing suit. Well, wait a minute. I read somewhere that 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 uh, about that time was a People magazine or something said you had the uh, the, the best chest of any athlete in <laughs> in the U.S. or something. They had some picture of you in the magazine looking really buff. And I <coughs> and I and I thinking, God, we didn't have a single scene with him with his shirt off. How'd we miss Thank that? Thank goodness. <laughs> Back in the day, I had a six pack. Now I have a keg. Yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we're all, aren't we all there? Uh, at least we're still here. Let's put it that way, uh, which is a great thing. Absolutely. The, Waking up on the right side of the dirt. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I like to, I like to think that way. The, um, so do you have a business you want to plug to uh, listeners on the podcast or is it, no, anything? Not you really. I have a business that, uh -huh. um, what we do is we, it's, it's, it's called chlorine dioxide, CLO2, which is something that you put in ice machines, uh -huh. uh, for it's mostly, it's all commercial stuff for restaurants. And so instead of getting dinged, you can use our product and you won't get dinged by the health inspector with mold and mildew and that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. so that's what we do. So you're keeping people safe. What's that? Yeah, that? You're keeping people safe from disease. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. that's that's a good thing. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've, I've done some other products that didn't keep people safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you did keep people safe from uh, killer tomatoes. So, you know, that that was in itself a, uh, a service to all humankind <laughs> at one point. So I, I, I was talking to somebody who who's well-traveled and she said she had just gotten back from, is it Italy where they have the tomato, they throw tomatoes uh -huh. at each other and all that. And I said, that'd be fun as heck. Yeah. We're, I, I, I regret that uh, we weren't able to work that into one of our films, but the, now see, you mentioned ding mentioning ding. Yeah. That, that scene, maybe you can describe what you were talking about with the surfboard and the uh, Rolls Royce. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the last thing that that uh, John had said is, hey, we, our whole budget is in this car, <laughs> even though it was a friend of y'all's or something like that it says, whatever you do, don't damage it. So our thing is to jump into the rolls at you, which has, you know, 26 coats of paint and lacquer and everything else. And as we're jumping in, John has the uh, surfboard to his side and turns, I think, and the fin hit the car and dented the car. And I'm like, oh, there went our budget. It it did indeed. You went, you were running out of the bank in downtown San Diego, which is a hotel now. It's not a bank anymore. And uh, whacked the side door <laughs> and put a put a dent in the door of this beautiful, uh, pristine Rolls Royce. And you're exactly right. We all looked at each other and said, uh, well, at least we didn't crash a helicopter. <laughs> it's cheaper than the helicopter was. <laughs> <laughs> I I do a thing um, 
Uh, it's called Swim Across America. We raise mon money for cancer research. We've raised about 130 million so far. And uh, the first swim we did was Long Island, and we borrowed a boat. <clears throat> and the last thing the guy said, please don't sink my boat. Guess what we did? <laughs> Yeah, well, all I know the fun that, stuff. I know that area well. In my other life as a national park superintendent, I was the superintendent of Fire Island National Seashore, so I know that that part of Long Island. There, there's. Uh, uh, I did boating there myself, and I didn't sink any boats, but I grounded a few. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were teaching. Well, well, we did do one better. Well, we, they were, we sank ours. Well, they were teaching me how to drive a boat, and the the bay is really shallow. There, so you have to make sure you stay in the channels uh, where it's dredged. And the guy who was giving me the instructions said, "Okay, now turn left." And I turned left and <laughs> hit the bottom. And he said, "I meant when you get to the channel." <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a bad driving you instructor literal, joke. <laughs> when I said turn left, I meant at the corner. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I had... left Clyde. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and this is what I remember, you know, of, of you on the set. Well, you know, I, I, a lot of the actors I had passing um, acquaintances with, but uh, with you uh, and John Aston, I. I think I spent more time with the two of you than any of the other actors. I wish I had spent more time with George Clooney because then he would answer my phone calls now, which he doesn't do. And <laughs> and uh, we we did have a great time. I I, get, I I knew every day that you were going to be on the set, we were going to have fun. And I think that fun shows up in the film. It, it, it's pretty clear that when you are on screen and and I, you know, as much as you would like to denigrate your own acting. I, I thought your acting was spot on for exactly what we needed and it fit the the comedy directly. And and I know John Aston um, enjoyed working with you. So uh, that 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 fun um, was transposed uh, onto film and it makes a difference in the movie. Well, uh, you know, I had a blast doing them. Every, every single one of them got to see different cast every time, got to see you guys and John and and uh, it's just fun. I mean, how can you not have fun? Yeah. Well, the, um, the like you said, uh, how often do you get to drive a garbage truck? You know? <laughs> a lot of people will say, you know, I get to do some really great stuff in my movies and visit some pretty exciting places. And you get to say, yeah, and I got to drive a garbage truck. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, would I expect anything else is Igor, right? That's I mean, right. that was just a fun time. I mean, <laughs> they, and they didn't give me my checkout ride. I should have had one the way I was driving. <laughs> but we, you know, let, but, you know, one thing John Aston says that he likes about, uh, you know, our film companies, we actually pay people. He says he's worked for big studios that don't pay him. We actually pay people. <laughs> so... So, do you ever do you ever run into people who, who who've seen the movies who who uh, comment to you that they've seen the movies? I I see people all the time that 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 know the movie and have seen the movie. They don't connect to me with it. Interesting, because I was I was that much of a method actor, <laughs> and um, and and I was such a great actor that that they didn't know that that was me. Yeah, you just disappeared into the role. <laughs> <laughs> just another blonde hunk out there, I you just know. Transposed myself. I'm, I'm, I'm the, 
I'm the Meryl Streep of Killer Tomatoes. That's <laughs> we should have let you keep that that French wig. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I, and, well, until you said that, I and I'm thinking back now after what you said earlier, and I thought, yeah, you did kind of look like Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> slightly better looking. <laughs> I have no idea why that guy came over and, and just, just, I, I, I was a little heated about that, <laughs> yeah. but you know what the heck? I was like, let's have fun. <laughs> well, you know, the, it, it, uh, we just don't know. It's, it's possible that he really thought you were Louis the 14th and, <laughs> and he was really angry about the way you were treating oh, yeah. the peasants. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let them eat cake. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have the best reputation, I don't think. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, he had a nice house. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> a big house. Yeah, really big, really big house. Really big house. Uh, house, in, house in the country, right? <laughs> the um, So, you know, it is funny that we went to the we went to that castle and filmed at that castle. Remember walking yeah. around that thing? It was so cold. Yes. And there were pigeons everywhere. And you know what comes along with pigeons? Pigeon yeah. droppings. And that place smelled like a bat cave. That And I don't remember exactly where that thing was, only that it was like a north hour north of Paris or something. And yeah, I remember I went up to the third floor, which was closed off, and I... <laughs> I think the pigeon droppings must have been a foot deep. And I said, okay, that's enough. <laughs> back back down there because there were no windows. You know, it was all open. Uh, the glass was long gone and the pigeons were just having uh, a heyday in there. And it was, uh, I'm glad we stayed on the first floor for most. Actually, we mostly filmed outside there, didn't we? Yeah. It's, yipes, that was something. But Yeah, because we'd have been sliding around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we would have been sliding around, but you know, I, that, that was such a great location, and the, I, I have to say, it's still one of my favorite jokes is the signs that say up front that says uh, "Royalty, Realty, a man's castle is his home." I thought that was one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, under underappreciated movie, you know, a fox is never. Um, never really released the, that uh, film. They, they put it out on video and kind of just um, abandoned it almost. And it's too bad because it's, it's pretty darn funny. It's my favorite of the four movies is Killer Tomatoes Eat France. And unfortunately, it's the least seen of the movies because uh, it didn't, it, for some reason, Fox decided that they weren't going to give it any, uh, play and it's i think they really made a mistake uh in doing that because it is it is pretty funny and you do a great great job in that in your dual role as uh, uh igor and uh, oh, heir, heir to the throne of france my, my great french accent <laughs> yeah that's right you did do a french accent. demonstrate some of that french accent I'm, for I'm me i'm from the south of france yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> mon dieu y'all <laughs> y'all <laughs> Well, that that didn't we pay? Didn't we pay some huge amount of money to give you a voice coach? I'm sure we did. <laughs> oh, absolutely! That, that was that was that was a big part of the budget. You could tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spare spare no expense. So here 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 a voice coach. We have two None things. First, 
teach Steve to speak English and then teach Steve to have a, a French accent. See if you can do both those things. <laughs> they, they, they failed miserably on both. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. So you've been to the uh, Killer Tomato uh, Food Festival then? You, you, have you been there in, in, the, in Atlanta? Yes, I, I went. It was anything that has to do with tomatoes. And so, you know, I went over there and got some Bloody Marys, obviously. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you get fried cream tomatoes, anything with, with tomatoes in it. And it was really neat because there's like, as you know, you've mm -hmm. been, they got like vent food vendors and you better have some sharp elbows because everybody wanted to go to every single venue and get their food. I mean, if you're not there in the first two hours, you weren't getting anything. It, it, it is the first time I went, um, I got to be a judge. They don't, they have professional judging now, but I got to be a judge. And so we had to taste one of everything. And, uh, okay, when we went through all the foods, it was like, okay, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. When I found out there were like 37 different mixed drinks, that took some pacing. <laughs> <laughs> but after the 37th one, you yeah, got the exactly. honest review. This one wins. This one wins. This one wins. They all, they all win. Every, every one I drink gets better than the one before. <laughs> <laughs> you're like oprah you get a car you get yeah, a car right. i don't you know i didn't uh, it, it i have to say i didn't know you can make so many things from tomatoes it, it, that that was uh, amazing to me <laughs> so i don't um <laughs> that was wonderful so you probably don't know this but at the time um we were starstruck to have you on the set because i've never met anybody even in the olympics never mind somebody who, who um won gold medals and hold, held world records. Um, but you were like, um, so you were a major celebrity to me to being there. Um, the, um, and it, it, it uh, was uh, for me uh, I, I, pretty exciting <laughs> to have you on the set. And I think you actually brought your medals one day so we could see them and we all oohed and awed over them because uh, I've never seen an Olympic medal except on TV. <laughs> so. Do you wear those often? <laughs> Unfortunately, um, uh, mine had chocolate in them, <laughs> and I ate them. You know, I always suspected that. You know that that's the what that's what they would do in Los Angeles. They would <laughs> make them out of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny is, is, uh, and, 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 you know, I, I take them to see, you know, kids and all that and show mm -hmm. them, you know, an Olympic medal and, and, you know, I've done that for years and, and just to enjoy it to give people motivation sometimes that are swim teams and that kind of stuff. But it's funny. I, I do, some, I used to do a lot of speaking. And one of the things I always said was I am the killer of any show on the world. I did the, the last killer tomatoes. I did the second of the last, um, um, love boat. I was the last six months of Search for Tomorrow, the oldest, the absolute oldest uh, uh, soap opera in the world, and I killed that off. So I'm <laughs> I'm good at killing stuff, even tomatoes. Well, well, we if if we're lucky, maybe we'll do another Killer Tomatoes movie, and then we'll get you in it so you can kill it another one more time. <laughs> um, just one more time. Just one more time. You know what. Well, wouldn't be a killer tomato movie without Steve Lundquist in it. Uh, um, being, you know, maybe we'd find another thing. You know, the, the I have to say that that character Igor and 
um, for those of you who haven't seen a film, again, you need to see these movies. Uh, the character of Igor wants to be a, a newscaster, and uh, he's only uh, wearing a, a coat and tie from the waist up, and uh, from from there down, he's wearing shorts. And I made that character up because I actually used to work at Channel Eight in San Diego, KFMB, in the in the newsroom, and the sportscaster often actually did that. <laughs> He would he would come in with his shorts on and just put on a, a coat and tie and then broadcast sitting behind the desk. And I just remember thinking that was so funny. That's why I wrote the character that way. Uh, but it's become um, I've seen that that joke now stolen by others. It's it's showed up in other comedies that you uh, your character uh, has uh, been copied. So um, what was original once has now been copied. I, I think that's uh, uh, pretty funny. Um, uh, we prepared everybody for the Zoom meetings now, uh, so everybody wears shorts during a Zoom meeting. Um, but uh, the funny one is Rowdy Gaines. He swam with me in the Olympics, won a medal with me, and uh, he was doing an interview, and they were both sitting on a bench. And the one guy gets up, and it, I guess they were on the edge of the bench, and one guy gets up and leaves, and Rowdy, <laughs> the bench knocks him over and he's on the ground. They have this all on film. He's legs in the air in shorts with a coat and tie. That's great. Bench, combination bench and uh, seesaw, right? Yes. Yeah. The, um, the, uh, it's, uh, it, it, um, is fun to be able to, um, look back on those, those films because, for those of us that were there, we do kind of, no matter what you do, you watch a scene and you, you in your head, know what was happening behind the scenes in the scene. And um, the, um, what was, um, uh, Crystal Carson uh, um, said that apparently all kinds of people have approached her with not the most um, um, appropriate remarks about having her in a sandwich. <laughs> from from the temple of food scene <laughs> and i and i learned, and i thought i had no idea that uh, we created some sort of weird uh um thing for her that she's had to deal with from people who've seen the scene and have um impure thoughts <laughs> about crystal in a sandwich so i don't <laughs> i guess you haven't had to face that kind of thing no that's the girl i was talking about my my buddy is dating was dating her sister. Oh wow! Small world. That really is amazing. That really is amazing. Well, again, Steve, thanks. I appreciate the your the time with you, and it's really great to connect again. Yeah, it's so good to see you, my friend. And I'm glad I'm glad you and I have the same hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, you 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 have uh, Steve Peace has the same hairstyle too, um, but he's he's not here today. But yeah, we're. We're we're in the same club, unfortunately. Uh, it's not a club I wanted to be in. <laughs> but as we said, waking up on the right side of the dirt, so I can't complain. Absolutely. All right, we'll we'll you know we'll be in touch again. So so glad to see you, and uh, thanks for doing this podcast. Thank you so much, and you better come when you get to Atlanta now. Will do. So that, that concludes uh, um, our podcast with Steve Lundquist. Thanks 
for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Be sure to follow and subscribe whenever you listen to your podcasts. To read the blog associated with this episode, visit olusmedia.com. This episode was produced in studios located in San Diego, California and Tijuana, Baja, California. Creative director Ulises Bretor. Sound engineer Alan Glazepar. Lina Alvarez is co-producer. Serving as executive producer and co-founder is J.C. Polk. And Chad Pease is president and co-founder. Olus Media is an IVC media company. Olas Media.